Welcome to Celebrate Cultivate, a podcast about celebrating the good in life and cultivating more of what you want. I'm your host, Kayleen Elise. My intention is to offer deep breaths and ideas for appreciating the magic in everyday life. I'm here to help you listen to your intuition, trust your inner wisdom, and act with inspiration. Let's get to it. Hello, welcome back to the show. Today's episode is going to be a free flow check-in, touching base on how things are going, where I am, in particular as it pertains to intuition and magic and the work I'm doing here on the podcast. We are nearing the end of season five, if you can believe it. And this is episode 109. I had something different planned for today's conversation, but I just feel like I'm sitting here with my notes for what I wanted to talk about in front of me. And I just feel this intuitive nudge, this intuitive pull to speak from the heart and go without notes today. And we'll get to the topic I had planned another episode. But we're nearing the end of the season, like I said, and ahead we've got an episode about the new moon for episode 110. And then in episode 111, I'm going to have my friend, my mentor, my coach, Emma Natter, come on the show and interview me. And that'll be the season five finale. But for now, let's just be here together. So if you want to, you can take a deep breath in and let out a sigh. Do that one more time. Breathe in and out. Good. That feels nice, right? I always like to start my group coaching sessions and my one-on-one mind coaching sessions with that breath, with a moment to connect. And in the intuition sessions that I facilitate when you're working one-on-one with me, if we're, if we're going into the intuition, there's so much breathing involved. <laughs> it's like all breath. And, you know, there's there's something very amazing about the breath in that we breathe, right? It happens without any conscious effort on our part. Our body does it for us. And also we can bring conscious awareness to the breath. So it's kind of amazing because it's this thing that can go on without us paying attention to it and it keeps us alive. It is part of our life force And also, we can drive awareness in through our breath. We can release our thoughts and release our emotions and release pain. We can bring healing to ourselves through the breath. And I had an experience just a few days ago. Um, My friend and I, my friend Christy Lepley, she is um, ambitious Soul Co. Ambitious Money Podcast. You may be familiar with Christy. She's amazing. And she and I have been friends for over a decade. And our friendship began 
just working. We were co-workers at a corporate job and, you know, a little bit of office gossip and then a whole lot of magic and woo and <laughs> shopping, lots of shopping and going to Barnes and Noble and buying magazines and watching The Secret 10 years ago and making our vision boards. And that's kind of where our friendship started. And this last weekend, we went to Miraval, which is this resort retreat center here in Austin. There's a few different ones throughout the country. And it's just right down the street from me. So Christy flew in. We went out to dinner in Austin. And then the next day, we went to Miraval. And it's my third time <laughs> going to Miraval. So um, I'm very grateful for that opportunity, for the privilege that I have, the, the money and the resources that I have to be able to do that because it's not something that's super accessible. It's an investment in money and time. And with three little kids, you know, it's like kind of a feat to, to leave. And it was my first time leaving Neil, our baby, who's eight months old, for more than one night. So it was, it was much needed, very restorative, and also just a huge gift that I try not to take lightly, you know? I try to really acknowledge that and honor it. And the way that I acknowledge and honor it is by trying to bring as much presence to the experience as possible. So we didn't have our phones with us very much. I even left my phone in the room a few times. So I was operating out in the world without my phone, which is something I don't do very much at all and something I want to do more of for sure. So anyways, we went to a guided meditation first and it was a very full circle moment for me in my career as a coach, which, you know, when I began this journey, I left what I considered my career, my corporate career years ago before when I was pregnant. And even before I got pregnant with Owen, because I left my corporate career to work with my dad in his business. So he recruited me out of that job, hired me on a nice salary, made it easy for me to move over to help him with his business. So it's been a long time since I've really thought about myself having a career. But being at Miraval, and at that meditation, right out the gate, we're sitting around in a circle and the facilitator invited all of us to say who we are, you know, what our name is and where we're from and our relationship to meditation. And, you know, everybody went around the room and I'm, I'm sure that you resonate with this. I, it's so relatable. Almost everybody said, you know, I meditate sometimes or I know I should meditate more and so much should and so much like guilt and 
at the same time, I'm, I'm thinking you're all here, you're here. And it doesn't really matter. I know that the facilitator was asking for context to know if he had a room full of people who have been meditating for 10 years and are really comfortable with the challenges and the benefits of meditation. Or if he's getting people who have, you know, only heard of meditation and never experienced it before. So I know why he asked the question. And at the same time, everybody going around the room just, I could feel this like overwhelming sense of like, this is something that I should be doing more of that I'm not doing enough of. And I really feel for that because that's such a real feeling. And there's that feeling in so many areas of life, right? Like I should be more politically active than I am. I should be doing more anti-racism work. I should be doing more for women's rights. I should be bringing my neighbor baked goods when they move into town. I should be drinking more water. I should be getting more sleep. I should be kinder to my partner. I should be out there dating. All, I mean, there's just like the list goes on and on of all of these shoulds that sit heavy on people's shoulders that are things that we think we should be doing that would be good for us to do. <sighs> So I have released a lot of that shouldness. I won't say that I'm perfect at that at all, but I don't, I can really relate to it, but I also do not have as strong of a pull on the shoulds as I once did. I really, really used to feel that way about a lot of things. In fact, I know that my journal entries <laughs> used to be you know, beginning always with an apology because it had been, you know, months since I had written in my journal. So then I, whenever I came to my journal, I just felt so bad. And I would write this like blanket apology to the pages, to myself for taking so long since I wrote last. And then I would say like, oh, I should be eating healthier. I should be more positive about my body. I should be drinking more water. Like they're all like related to me. Usually I should be reading more. I should be practicing more yoga. Does this resonate? Can you understand what I'm trying to say? So anyways, at this meditation, we get to me and I don't really feel those shoulds around meditation anymore. I've released a lot of it because the life that I have right now is not necessarily conducive to uh, you know, 20 minutes, twice a day, sitting meditation practice. It's just, that's not the top priority for me. And with a business and three little kids, it's not that practical either. I'd have to sacrifice a lot of my priorities if meditation, that style of meditation was my highest priority. So instead, I meditate where I can. I facilitate a lot of guided meditations my work as an inner voice facilitator and working one-on-one -on -one with clients is, is very meditative. And I think as a woman with small children, being fully present and not on my phone, not worrying about the laundry, but one-on-one face-to-face -on -one, -face, or one-on-three face-to-face with my children, there is moments where I can let the mind go and come to the calm stillness within.
that's usually when they're behaving, (laughs) when they are screaming or having a hard time. I'm not (laughs) in my meditative state, though that's a practice that I can and might want to work on. Not should, but might want to. So when it got to me, I said that I was Kayleen Elise Seuss from Austin, Texas, and that I facilitate and and guide others on meditation practices to help them tune into their intuition. And the facilitator said, oh, well, what do you do? What What's your, your style? And I said, I'm an, an intuition coach. And I work with women to help them listen inward to that wisdom within. And I felt so like natural and confident saying like, that is what I do. I love my work. And I feel so steady and easy about that in a way that I have not felt for a really long time. I so deeply remember a few years ago when someone would ask, oh, what do you do? I would just clam up and I hated that question. And so by default, I would say I'm a writer because at the time... I was writing blog posts and essays about motherhood. And then I started a podcast with my friend Jordan. That's pretty woo. And so then I would say, oh, I have a podcast. And then I started a business with graphic design and designing websites on Squarespace. And I would say, oh, I I help women build websites. And so each step of the way, this evolution of my career, the last several years, I've just edged into more confidence, more calm as I've gained clarity, as I've practiced what I'm doing, and as I've tuned into my intuition. And the meditation was lovely. Oh, it was so, so nice. It was a a peace meditation for peace within and then peace in the universe and kind of going zooming out and zooming in. And one of the things I will be borrowing this, (laughs) one of the things that the meditation teacher taught us is that when you're meditating, if your eyes are wandering, if your thoughts are wandering, if you are wandering as you're sitting, you can bring your gaze back to your third eye in your mind's eye, look out on the horizon with your eyes closed, but really guide your eyes up and out as a point of focus within, which I thought was really just a a lovely suggestion. And, you know, it made me think like I might enjoy some more guided seated meditations, maybe in a group, which isn't something that has been all that accessible until recently with things shifting with COVID, you know, a year ago or two years ago, that was definitely not on the table. But that's where I started meditating was in yoga classes and in my yoga teacher training. My yoga teacher had just meditation classes available at the studio that I practiced at. And I used to go to those and love those. And so it was a different life. And nowadays I, you know, meditate for one minute in the shower, (laughs) just go inward. But 
this experience of like speaking my truth and saying what I do and feeling so calm and confident was something I really wanted to celebrate. And I want to share it with you because you've been along with me on the ride. And also I I know from speaking to some of you in this community that you are at this point in different areas of your life also where you know who you are and you know what you want and you know what to do to get there. And there's still this collective consciousness momentum of life that makes you feel like you don't know. And there are things that we just say in passing like, oh, I'm so busy or, oh, being a parent is so hard. And those things are true. You are busy and there are moments of being a parent that are hard. But as one of my clients in her voices said recently in a session, you can be busy, but you don't have to rush. You don't have to hurry. And you can be a parent and you can acknowledge the really, really hard times. And trust me, I had to like forcefully strap my four-year-old in her car seat yesterday while she was screaming in front of her daycare, in front of her preschool. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm a terrible mother. (laughs) I have to strong arm this child into a car seat. I won't be able to do this when she's 15. You know, my mind started spiraling out. She's screaming. I start yelling. Everybody's sweating because it's 100 degrees outside. So yeah, that moment of motherhood was hard. But being her mom isn't hard. Being her mom is an incredible gift and something that I want to nurture. The actual act of mothering is something I want to take care of and mend when it becomes frayed and celebrate when it is thriving because that's something that I dreamt of my whole life is to be a mom. And so there are conversations and there are things out there and within me that tell me that this is so, so hard and that I can just wish away the hours or wish away the time. And gosh, did I wish that she wasn't screaming (laughs) in front of her preschool while I'm like very strongly strapping her into her car seat. I wish that that wasn't happening, but it happened and it's over. And we connected and I apologized and told her that everybody has hard times. And I was really, really sorry that that had to go that way. And that I will try harder to be calm, but also that it's okay that mama's not calm all the time (laughs) and that I'm okay and that she's okay. And that repair, that reconnection felt so good. And so I celebrated that and acknowledged that. So we're kind of going all over the place today in this episode, but it feels nice to just talk to you especially as we're kind of winding down here at the end of this season. And one of the things that came to me while we were at Miraval that is not new, right? I didn't create this idea, 
But the words, just because you can, doesn't mean you should, repeated over and over and over in my heart over the weekend. And it applies to so much. And it is really freeing if you can find ways to apply it to you in your life. What I found is that the acknowledgement of just because I can doesn't mean I should. That doesn't take the thing off the table. It just makes it so that I can lift it up, pick it up, turn it around and see, okay, I can still do the thing, but I'm not going to do it from a should. I'm going to do it from a want or a get to or maybe a gonna just do it (laughs) so it's done kind of energy. And there's so much, especially as women, I believe, people who identify as female, (laughs) there's so much obligation. There's so much um, having to do things. And part of that is like a functionality of the existence if you are a caretaker of any kind, pets, children, family members, plants even. Like if you want those things to grow and thrive and be okay, there are things you're going to do to help make that happen. And sometimes we can just come at it from a should and, you know, oh, well, I can do this, so I should. And that's not true all the time. And for me, I've been thinking about it in relation to myself, my business, my family. Just because I can doesn't mean I should. It just kind of like turns me back inward to look to my intuition, to ask my intuition, what's next? What should I do? Sometimes that means resting. Sometimes that means doing something And often it means like somewhere in the middle, right? But that's one thing I wanted to share with you. It's just because you can doesn't mean you should. And then the other last thing that I want to share for today's conversation is just around trusting yourself, trusting your intuition, knowing you are trustworthy. Um, You'll be listening to this on Thursday, if you listen to it live when it comes out. So on Tuesdays, I've been hosting every other Tuesday through this whole spring season, I've been hosting inner voice journaling sessions through Jess Lively's foundation, the living room. So these are free to join and there's just one more coming up. So if you want to join us, sign up either through my website or through my Instagram. There's a link there. Or you can go to Jess's website, JessLively.com and find it there. But yesterday I was facilitating an inner voice journaling session and the conversation afterwards, three different women shared all of these beautiful insights and things that they received from their intuition, some things that were just so delightful. One of the women, her inner voice told her something along the lines of, I'm not going to get it word for word, but forgetting allows you to be surprised. 
which I just thought was so amazing because I know with my clients, one of the things and my friends and even myself, one of the things that like can really press down on you in a negative way is this idea of like forgetting to do the things that you have to do. And that dread and anxiety around forgetting something important, especially if you're doing a lot, especially if you've been multitasking and just like draining your attention, you know, it's, it's, it can be really hard to feel like you're going to forget something. It's that like pit in your stomach dread. And then her intuition said that forgetting things is how you can be surprised. And it's true. If we knew everything that was going to happen, if we remembered everything all the time on a soul level, if we remembered the truth of our soul's experience and what we're here to do, if we remembered all of it, there'd be no surprise. And so I just loved that, like, on a very practical day-to-day level, forgetting allows you to be surprised. Oh, you know, my friend recently, Christy, she <laughs> she found a wallet that she had forgot was in her closet. And it's like this bright neon, perfect Christy wallet. Totally not my style. Totally her style. And I always laugh that we are, like, so different. But she was delighted by finding this wallet that she had bought. So forgetting allowed her to be surprised, allowed her to be have this delight. And there's also this huge feeling of wanting to trust through the forgetting, that trust you'll be okay even if you do forget, right? And the other woman that shared, another one of them was around motherhood. Well, two of them talked about motherhood. And so much of it, was about releasing expectations, releasing the doing, and coming into being with your children. All from their intuition. I didn't come up with this. They're the ones that said it. And so how do you trust that? How do you trust yourself? How do you trust your inner wisdom? And I had a woman DM me afterwards saying that she finished inner voice facilitator training last year, and she's working with clients. And, you know, I looked at her Instagram and it's gorgeous and she just looks like she knows what's going on. And she said, I'm having a hard time trusting my intuition. That is a challenge for me. So thank you for helping with this guided meditation, get me into a place that is deeper and that I can trust it. And, you know, of course, I didn't do anything right. Like I was there, I guided, but you do it all. It's it's all you going within And so we talked about how it's a very common, very universal thing for our minds to question the intuition. But my suggestion is that you keep trying. You keep playing with it. You try to take maybe a little bit of a lighter, more gentle, more delightful approach to it. Open that grip a little bit and see if you can support your mind in finding evidence that you are trustworthy and your intuition is trusting and trustworthy, that no matter what, you can rely and count on yourself. And now, of course, we've not been taught to do this, right? Like in some ways, it's really discouraged and frowned upon. And we're taught to go to experts for advice and to look at our parents and our teachers and the leaders in society as the ones who have all the answers and know what to do. But that following 
of others will only get you so far in fulfillment and calm and connection to yourself. So you can start listening to your intuition and practice trusting it by letting your intuition pick out what to wear, by letting your intuition decide what to order for groceries, by letting your intuition guide you for the next thing and the next thing and the next thing in your day. And see, let your mind see how it all works out. Okay, so that's it for today's from the heart, (laughs) free, flowing, just what comes to me comes. I hope that it serves and supports you in some way, that it inspires you to tune into your intuition. Hopefully it gave you some bit of inspiration that you can walk with, an intention to set, something to explore. If you are looking to tune into your intuition more, you can go to my website, healingelise.com and sign up for 21 Days to Intuition, which is my free guide for strengthening your intuition in just three weeks. And it's simple prompts and practices to help you go inward. And, you know, some of those prompts, you might be like, oh, I don't want to do that one today. You can hop around. You can jump around them. You can do one three days in a row. I have one client that has done 21 days to intuition multiple times because it just is a really helpful practice for her to go inward. And then you could also join the last inner voice journaling session for this spring on Tuesday, May 31st at 2 p.m. Eastern time. And the link for that will be in the show notes, but also at my Instagram at Keelene Elise. We'll be back next week with an episode about the new moon. And then after that, the final episode of the season, episode 111. So I'm looking forward to all of that. And before we go, here's what I want you to know. You are doing so well. You are guided on the path to your desires. So stay curious, watch for magic, keep listening to your intuition, play with trusting the beautiful wisdom you receive. And when you act, let inspiration flow through you, even in the smallest ways. Thank you so much for listening. Visit KayleenElise.com for links and notes from today's episode. Connect with me on Instagram. I'm at Kayleen Elise. Please share this pod with anyone who could use a little extra magic in their everyday life. Stay tuned for the next episode. I'll talk to you then.